Hello and welcome to this episode of Town News' Blockscast, a digital media podcast brought to you by Town News. And I'm your host, Rick Rogers, Vice President of Town News. And on this episode of Blockscast, we are going to be talking about one of our newest products, the Blocks Now mobile app. And we're going to be talking about that product with our special guest today, Susan Bell who is the Senior Product Manager for our BlocksNow app, along with our Blocks OTT app. So as you might imagine, her development plate is quite full with two of our newest products in the Town News product suite. Susan Bell actually joined the Town News team nearly a year ago this month. Uh, this podcast is being recorded on October 8th, 2018. You know, Susan joined the Town News team as part of the Blocks OTT acquisition from Calkins Media. Prior to that, she was with the Calkins digital team, focusing on their OTT platform. And not only are we so pleased to have Susan on the team, she has been instrumental in bringing the Blocks Now app product to life. For those of you have, who have been town news partners for a long time or who, who have been watching you know, town news grow over the decades, you're probably aware that we have never had at, at town news a mobile native app platform or product. Uh, we've been more focused on really developing for mobile web. But as more and more of our partners and prospects really um, shared with us the need to have a better integrated, more innovative mobile app product, we felt it was time, especially after looking at what Calkins Digital was developing off of Town News' Block CMS. So we were able to partner with Calkins Digital on their app development and then later actually take over 100% of that development and bring it into the Town News product suite. We launched the Now app earlier this year in 2018, and to date, we have 85 apps either launched or in production, and we're nearing the 100, 100 app mark here very soon. And I expect to have about 150 apps um, in the market by the end of March 2019. So adoption of the Now app has been very fast, and I think overall the experience has been one that the readers of our partners are enjoying. So with that said, I am going to bring Susan Bell into the conversation and uh, we're going to learn about uh, how the Now app was developed, why it was developed with the current user experience in mind, and what the roadmap looks like for its future. So with that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Susan Bell, Senior Product Manager for Town News for the Blocks Now app and Blocks OTT. All right, Susan Bell. Uh, well, first off, thanks for joining the Blocks cast. I think you are now the third town news staffer. So you made the top three, the third town news staffer to, uh, to be a guest on, on the podcast. So you're in, you're in rare company. So, uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, really, so uh, really excited though to, to have you on and, and I think, you know, what we really want to talk about and what's really in your wheelhouse right now, and I think probably about 90% of your effort on a daily basis is, is focused on our new Blocks Now mobile app. And uh, you, you are probably living and breathing and probably even dreaming about the app these days, aren't you? A little bit, yes. 
So let's talk about how the app came to be. And I think we probably need to even take it back to um, a year and a half ago, or maybe even two years ago, when you were a part of, of Calkins Digital. And I know that the Calkins team was working on the, on the app in, in partnership with Town News and, and built upon the, the Town News block CMS. And, and really the vision for the app um, was to have it be quite different than any other type of what I think Guy Tasak would love to use the term, the kitchen sink app which was basically every other newspaper app out there in the market. And I think the vision with Calkins and, and again, Town News was privileged to take this uh, vision and, and, and bring it to completion was to create a, a very different user experience than just what was out there. And so maybe it'd be helpful to describe what that user experience is, why it is different, and what the thought process was you know, to, to have that be. Sure. Um, and I'm actually going to take it a little bit further back than a year and a half ago. Um, let's go back about five, six years ago um, when I was still with Calkins Media, but really kind of representing both the newspapers and the broadcast division for um, digital technology. And what we all had was these kitchen sink apps, as you just referred to, and they weren't really working. The engagement was not very good. Um, and on the broadcast side of things, you know, which they had a, a high focus of video, the video was getting completely lost in these apps. Um, so what we did is we did a lot of uh, focus group studies and things of that nature and really learned how the, the users were um, interacting um, with apps. And what we learned was really social media kind of led the way for how people really expected um things to align behavior-wise within apps. So we actually created, I'd say, V1 of this app, you know, four, four to five years ago and launched it with nine different properties. And um, and the feedback we got, because it was an endless scroll, as we're used to on, um, on social media of, of all kinds, um, and it featured everything in a... Um, and the, the kind of last end thing. So we kind of took away the categories and took away kind of had to dig around and hunt for things. So everything was in this endless feed. Um, our, our experiment was we took the thing that was performing worst, which was actually the video, Rick, and we put it in these asset cards, as you see in the Now app now. So it basically was getting zero interaction. And what we saw was like crazy numbers, like 900% growth. Right when we put um, things top of mind in this kind of first in first out feed, um, so it you know we could not only highlight you know articles but video and audio and ads got the same consideration too. There everything was um, as soon as you launched. So we took away those clicks and we took away users having to go in and explore. They could just launch the app and get what they wanted. So that was kind of our first experiment. And, and the Now app that we have now was really all the data that was collected from that, um, the things that worked and the things that did, um, and then didn't. So Town News, when we launched um, our first version of, of the Now app, you'll see some of those very similar features in there. Um, you know, our focus, I think, as, as Calkins wasn't necessarily the technology, but the kind of strategy behind the app and Town News has really been able to take this app and run with it because of all the technical resources um, within the company. So that's kind of where we are right now, kind of how we got there. Um, so there's a lot of data and a lot of years of uh, 
experimenting and testing and um, reviewing to kind of get where we are today. So it was probably one of the more thought, thought out apps in the industry. Um, and it's not a kitchen sink app. And as we talk to people, we still really get people who really are having a hard time, like not wanting everything in the app. Um, but I, I think that what we're finding is we're getting really good results and really good interaction with the app. So that was my next question, actually, was how hard it, it has been to convince, you know, uh, newspaper publishers, CEOs, digital leaders at either newspapers or broadcast stations to not include every single section, every single um, feature of their website within the app, because this is meant to be a very simplified, user-friendly, you know, non-complicated app and user experience. And I know in the folks, you know, just the, you know, several folks that I've talked to, that's been a little hard to get away from what they've always done. But in the apps that we have launched, the results have been very positive. So how, how do you combat that? Well, Susan, I really want to have, you know, 20 sections and I really want to have links to every, you know, about us, you know, every, every page on my site. How, you know, how do you encourage them to think differently? That's a, that's a great question. And we kind of uh, have two approaches to this. One is we did add some of the functionality back in into the app. So um, kind of just kind of a, a safety, it kind of just made people feel better to have some of that. And that was what our slide menu was. So as you're in the app, then you can still have that familiar hamburger navigation that drops down and you can still have some of those things. But I think the bigger conversation is beyond that, what everybody agrees with on is that the more clicks you ask a user um, to perform as they're in an app to, to find content, the less and less dramatically with each click, your engagement drops off. And so this app was the, was really designed for a user to be get to anything that they want to be able to get to in two clicks. Beyond that, the numbers go away, and you know data really tells the story there, Rick. When we look, when we look at the data, you can't disagree with the fact that it doesn't matter what kind of ads you have after ten clicks to get somewhere. What nobody is seeing it. It's not a benefit to the advertiser, and not even the content um, because it's just not getting viewed. So. Anything beyond that one or two two click um, kind of idea, um, and, and I think everybody agrees on that. If that makes sense, so um, even with improvements and customer feedback that we're getting, I think as long as it all uh, en envelops that one two click idea, then I think we we keep the integrity of the app. What I also love about our app um, is the story experience. So we deliver almost a very, you know, uh, similar to a Google AMP type of experience uh, for the end user where we're able to deliver photo galleries. A lot of the functionality within the article designer tools transfers to the story view on the app um, to where, you know, it's not just a very, it is by far a dumbed down version of a story. Um, it's a very rich uh, story experience. And I, 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 that's one of the things I'm most proud of is, is the content looks really good on story pages. And also the ads are delivered as well, which is good for monetization. It is. And, you know, you bring up a good point about the um, kind of condensed pages, all powered through the block CMS, um, you know, including the workflow too, which I think is another like hugely important thing in this app is that, you know, it's a workflow that um, newsrooms are used to. 
Um, and so the, the ad pages and the blocks and how they stack, it's, it's all a familiar experience. And we try to um, put the most important features um, on these now app um, pages for the app configurations um, so that you are getting the best, but then it's still loaded quick. Um, because what we don't want is any kind of loading issues in the, in the app. And we were able to accomplish that with, with these kind of reduced down pages um, with high functionality. So right now, within a few short months, we have sold and in production and, and launched just over, I think, 85 apps. We have 60 plus that are in production right now. Um, what, and we've launched several. So we've launched uh, Whisk News for Madison, Wisconsin. We've launched Auburn, New York, uh, another Lee Enterprises property. And we've launched several apps for WIC Communications and Adams Publishing Group. Uh, Sierra Vista Herald is one. Uh, the Herald Review in Sierra Vista, Arizona has launched. What, what's been the feedback that you've heard from our partners who have launched now apps? Uh, whether or not it's feedback from the readers, from them, or just feedback from the people that you're working with there at the newspapers. What's been the overall tone of feedback uh, so far? Um, I think the feedback's been really positive so far. Um, and any kind of improvement feedback um, that we um, received was really already in the works for phase two, which we're in the process of launching right now. Um, so it just didn't have, um, you know, additional functionality was, was really the feedback that we got. Um, the ease of navigation, I think everybody really enjoyed the, um, the, the town new CMS being the interface. Um, that is working really well for everyone because everything is, they don't have to log into a different place to be able to schedule um, or get their stories ready or anything like that. So it's all a familiar experience. So, you know, a lot of times when you change technology, especially in a newsroom, you know, changing that workflow, that can be something that's really hard to combat. So, that, I think that's the most positive thing right off the, the end. So we were getting good acceptance um, in the properties um, for that reason. Um, and everybody, I think, has really enjoyed being able to um, get feedback of what they would like to see in phase two, which is rolling out now. And I think that we've accommodated almost every single customer request. And, um, you know, so from where we even started from phase one to this phase two rollout is just tremendous um, feature improvements. So good segue. We didn't plan that just for the record, but great segue into phase two. So uh, we just now are, are rolling out phase two for the app. So let's let's hit some highlights, Susan. What are some highlights that are included in the phase two features? Well, we wanted to, um, I'd say some of the highlights in there is we, we changed the design a little bit of the app. Um, it was all very square, very harsh. Um, text boxes were just very rectangle with hard edges. And so you're going to see a, a much more soft approach when you launch the apps, just the, the article cards having rounded edges, there being some gradient where the, the rectangular boxes were before. Just some um, more modern um, design principles that were applied to the app, which makes it look, um, it's a whole kind of different feel when you launch the app. So we're very proud of that. Um, Functionality-wise, you know, we included side-to-side um, um, -side article swiping. Um, in this app, so when you do get to a, a story view of an article, then you can swipe to the right to get to the next related topic or swipe to the left to go back. So um, within that article to article swiping, um, we also included interstitial ad unit, which is a new ad position 
Um, we did focus a lot on added revenue opportunities in phase two. So that interstitial ad unit was really important and um, for not only the people who already had the app, but for town news as well to be able to offer that. And that um, is all, you know, of course, fueled through DSP, but it also accepts your, your local um, creative as, and it also works with your programmatic inventory. So I think that um, was really useful. Um, also, too, in um, phase one, the current app that we have live right now had a inline ad, um, just like the articles. Everything is native to that um, home feed. And um, we had one size in there that that um, ad card was accommodating for, which is like a 300 by 250. We expanded that. So we wanted to really make use of people's programmatic inventory. So we added a 300 by 50 and a 320 by 50, which are very standard sizes um, in the pro programmatic world. And that card adjusts dynamically. So whatever inventory is served there, then it, then it can um, accommodate for that. So just making the most use so we're not leaving money on the table, I think, when people are tapping into that programmatic. So that was a really important um, move for us as well. Um, we expanded, you know, one of the most important things in any mobile application is your push notifications. So, you know, we're doing a lot of things on the um, block side with the broadcast, you know, um, notifications. Um, and a lot of that transferred over to what we were able to accomplish in the app as well. Um, in phase one, um, we were able to send out push notifications, but it was all people, users didn't really have any control over if they didn't want sports push notifications, they couldn't turn it off. It was just, it was just kind of an all encompassing push. Um, now after a user downloads and signs up for the push notification, there is actually a panel in there um, and different channels um, that, we were able to that the customer is able to create for their um, consumers and the consumers then can go in and adjust that they can toggle those on and off if they don't want to see particular notifications that are assigned to a channel so that's really nice and a, a good upgrade i believe in these apps um we did a lot of color updates and customizations we really wanted each um, app to have its own look and and feel as much as possible um, so we had some things that were kind of locked down in phase one, but anything from the background color, background text color, header colors, labels, menu colors, everything's customizable in this app. Um, the pin content label, breaking news labels, that was a good feature. So, you know, important for properties, they can really put their, you know, color brands on, on these apps. So I think that'll be a nice, unique feeling for every app. And then how, how is subscription uh, technology handled in the app um, in terms of payroll, paywalls? You know, for example, if I have a hard paywall on my website, can that paywall then be transferred over to the app? And then also in terms of just, you know, law, you know registration and purchasing a subscription, how, how is that all handled within the app? So, um we subscriptions have been been available for a, a couple of weeks, but officially rolling out with phase two. So how that's working is you can choose to use subscriptions or not use subscription is actually toggled on and off within the CMS. Um, you know, as we all know, Apple um, specifically has rules that if you have subscriptions in your app, you know, they really want you to go through their program. And then there's a 30%, you know, revenue cut that comes right off the top of that. Um, that is different. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But the, the paywall itself is still able to be in the app 
Um, we just don't have a link to subscriptions. So what happens is if one of your articles is under a paywall, then you're, and you have that turned on, then your um, user is notified how to go sign up, um, log in and sign up so that they can view that article. Um, Cause they just have to sign in and then that content will become available for them. So um, that was kind of um, phase one of our subscriptions. Um, we definitely are working toward toward um, having the option um, to do in-app subscriptions through the stores as well. Um, you know, we really want to be compliant with Apple to be able to do that. And so we are looking to roll that out during phase three, which will be before the first of the year. So um, I think that'll, that'll be good. So everybody has the option. You'll have the option to use the paywall and then you'll also have the option to lock down your app through the, the stores, through their revenue program. That's great. That's great. So, I mean, phase two, obviously. So with phase two, is that out or is that in, in, in beta testing or is that out now fully for anybody looking to launch in the future? Okay. So um, phase two will actually be out next week. Um, we actually don't have a live version of, of that. It will be out on Monday. Um, and actually by the end of next Friday, we will actually have submitted about 30 apps. Um, so they'll, they'll roll out quite quickly next week. Um, and a couple other things that I didn't want us to forget, Rick, that um, just a couple of other highlights in this phase two um, was that we um, our first one did not support iPad and Android tablet versions, and this one does. And I think that's really important. Great. That device um, support just means more users for everybody. So we just really didn't want to limit device support. So we included that. Um, we included that in there. Excellent. So we're recording this on September 7th. So Monday, September 10th is when the phase two features will be officially rolled out to current app users and future app users of the now app. Correct. That is correct. Awesome. Great. Great. Well, not only is Susan heavily involved as the senior product manager for the now app, but uh, she also uh, plays a very important role as the product manager for our Blocks OTT services and software, which um, we are now nearing uh, the one-year anniversary of the launch of Blocks OTT, which, similar to the Now app, um, was technology that we were able to, um, you know, uh, be able to continue that Calkins uh, developed, and uh, we continue to see, uh, you know, growth in the OTT line. Uh, as far as new services and, and new stations and newspaper partners uh, launching uh, streaming channels. Uh, but just maybe if you can quickly, Susan, uh, what recent in enhancements or features uh, are we working on? Either maybe they have launched or they're in our very near roadmap for the, the Blocks OTT uh, product line. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think... Um OTT right now, I think our next biggest, um, you know, we always are very concentrated on revenue with OTT. Revenue is a touchy subject in the OTT world because people don't have yeah. it figured out yet, right? So we are we are trying to unveil every rep revenue opportunity at OTT that is possible. Um, you know, so some of our recent unveilings were being able to um, individually um sponsor your different live streams so you can have different DFP tags on, on each of those in different ways to display that. Um, you know, we are one of the only platforms that actually offer pre-roll before podcasting. 
um, which is a great way to monetize that. We have many customers that are doing very well with podcasting. It actually plays very well on this video platform. Um, you know, we were all trained kind of, I think through like Apple music and, you know, um, listening to, to things in our TV. I, I think we're all kind of trained to listen to audio on our television. We do have some um, other in, uh, enhancements coming up in the podcast area. There are a lot of people who are doing video podcasts, which I know kind of um, contradicts itself. But um, so our platforms are going to be able to handle a video podcast, which is different than VOD content, and then audio po- podcast kind of in the in the same display, which is going to be really nice um, for everybody. But the, I think the biggest thing that will be um, consumer facing too, actually, um, is we really wanted to, again, get away from the user having to sit there with a remote control and that Sam having to click several times before they get to content. So one thing that we did uh, for a solution for that is we're creating for lack of a better term, a Netflix-like screen um, upon launch. And what that is going to do is give you immediate access to um, different VOD content categories where it was three clicks away before. It's going to be one click away on this launch screen. Those are interchangeable, so you can feature different categories all the time. It's going to feature a live stream and your latest um, clip that you've uploaded, whether it be a weather forecast or your latest news uh, it's going to have a program guide on there um, that tells everybody what's coming up on the live stream, which is going to be great. Um, so we're really excited about that. Um, and that actually is is pretty quickly. We should have that um, rolled out by the end of September, actually. So we're, we're very, that's probably the biggest uh, visual change we've had in these apps since the very beginning of their time. So in terms of uh, those who may be listening to this podcast who want to learn more about the features of the now app learn more about ott um you know if they want to ask you a specific question because i think it's pretty clear after they listen to this that uh, you know they want to maybe tap into your knowledge base um what is uh what is your email address uh my email address is sbell at townnews.com and i will say susan on behalf of everybody at town news uh you know we are so happy that uh, you are a part of our team, and um, I will say, just go on the record right now that you know Susan has played a huge role in the development and continued improvements on both the OTT platform and our Now App platform within Town News. And uh, we are extremely excited uh, to have both of these now as part of our products and services. And I think I, I think you know we just you know both products are within. I mean, OTT, we're, we're now nearing a year uh, in terms of it being part of Town News. You know, the Now app has really only been the market officially for a few months. And I, I think we're just going to see increased adoption in, in both categories in 2019. And really, the goal here, just so everyone understands, is to provide you know, the best tools and some of the best product experiences for our media partners to deliver to their users. Uh, you know, we want to help through these products, help you grow engagement, uh, and then in turn, you know, obviously grow digital advertising and revenue as well. And I think the Now app and OTT are, are two products that can definitely do that in 2019 and beyond. So, uh, with that said, Susan, thank you for, uh, joining us on the Blocks cast and, uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much, Rick.